Hey y'all, I'm Jordan Gill, host of the System Samey podcast. More entrepreneurs are seeking freedom and flexibility, but how does that really happen? Systems, of course. I'm lifting the hood to my successful life first business, sharing strategies and thought-provoking prompts to how your business can accomplish the same for you. Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the System Save Me podcast. Uh, If you can't tell, I am a bit under the weather, but I have been pondering this topic for a little bit, and I really just don't feel like waiting until my voice is ready. Okay, so we're just going to get into it anyway. And this episode is all about positive sales experiences that I've had, and I thought it would be interesting for you to hear from me what, again, sales experiences I've had that I've looked back and and really enjoyed. And because I feel like we're just fed all of this nonsense around sales as if no one looks forward to being sold to. And I know that's the general gist. But I actually really enjoy being sold to. I really enjoy the process of knowing if someone can solve my problem or put me in the right direction or understand me. And so, you know, is there sometimes a nervousness around sales experiences? Like if someone, you know, is requiring a call from me. Yeah, there is sometimes because I don't. I don't know what I'm going to get, right? However, I just want to share some positive sales experiences that I've had over the past like couple years and give you insights into what types of sales experiences I enjoy and then how I incorporate that into my own sales experiences for my own offers and things. So the first one I want to talk about is Uh, a program that myself and Alice on my team went through called the Sponsorship Collective. And it's run by a guy named Chris Bayless. Chris has no idea who I am. (laughs) And I was in his three-month program. And I was totally okay with that, right? Like, I wasn't going there for Chris. I was going there for the knowledge that he was instilling in everyone. And that was to be able to secure sponsorships. Because... To be honest, I was nervous. I was like, I know that people in the online space see me as someone with a name and an audience, but let me tell you something. (laughs) There's, There's not much else that can make you feel hella small when you are walking into a big exhibition hall like I did two weeks ago in Nashville with Target, Amazon, Nissan, Honda, Walmart, you know all these, these big wigs. And I'm like, yeah, um, hi, (laughs) I'm Jordan. And would you like to give me some money? Right. (laughs) And at the same time, I just was like, well, let me not count myself out from this opportunity. Let me not prejudge what is possible for me in this area. So I signed up for the sponsorship collective And I did so through a sales call with a guy named Frank. And um, again, you know, even as somebody who uh, generally, again, enjoys 
being in communities of women, I also appreciate being in like mixed company. So in mixed company, this was like, it was super out of my comfort zone, y'all. Like the community was like race car driver sponsorship people and concert sponsorship people and just very different rooms than I'm used to being in. But again, I wanted to be in spaces that were excellent in their craft. That's one thing that I appreciate. Like if I can tell someone is truly a craftsman or craftswoman or craftsperson in their expertise, I am drawn to that person. And so I actually met Chris and I say the word met very loosely because he was speaking at a virtual event that I was a guest at and he did this talk about how he did this first time event and was able to secure six figures and sponsorships for this first time in person event. And I'm sitting there thinking like, yo, I've done five virtual conferences of like 600 to 800 people each. Like, how did this bro go out here and secure six figures and sponsorships for an event that has no proven data, no proven nothing? I was like, child, please. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, this is interesting. So heard his talk there. Followed him for a little while, um, probably a couple of months until we, we ended up joining that program. But I, what I liked about Chris's philosophy was very much like you need to be able to talk the talk. You need to be able to speak to sponsorships in a way that these big brands are used to. And he worked with podcasters. He worked with, again, NASCAR driver people. He worked with concert facilitators, just such a wide variety. And so I was like, okay, well, if he can help all these people, he can definitely help me and not even him, but just his curriculum. Right. And so the sales experience uh, went something like this. So I got on a call with Frank and they had me fill out a red, green, yellow assessment type situation of the nine areas in which I needed to have dialed in before reaching out to sponsors and of course there were some greens some yellows and some reds for sure and so we went over that which I really appreciated and then we just talked and what we talked about was Frank discussing like what he could see with the audience type that I had and so I had already I think at that yeah I had already at that point done a survey And so I knew household income, I knew education level, I knew gender, I knew all those things. And so I was sharing this information with him and he was like, yo, like your rooms, like you could go after the cars, the banks, like the people with the big money. And I was like, Frank. I'm going to need you to calm down for a second because like that feels very scary to me. (laughs) Like I'm trying to just go after like 
you know, ConvertKit or Airtable or like people that are in my sphere and that already know like about the online industry and whatever else. Right. And he was like, no, he's like, you're thinking way too small. And like, they might not even have, they might, may not even have sponsorship budgets for you. And I was like, ugh. like I was freaked out because and what's silly, y'all, is we've had sponsors before, but they've all been very close relationships with me. We haven't had necessarily anyone who is, like, totally cold, has no idea who I am or what we do, uh, give us money for sponsorships. And so I was like, what are you even talking about? And what I loved about that sales experience was he was walking me through multiple examples of clients similar to me who are, have an event and have a podcast and how they were able to secure finances from banks, from so-and-sos, from so-and-sos with similar audience matches to me. And it just really, really opened up the possibilities. And again, I'm the kind of person, I don't have to, I don't worry about the implementation because we got the implementation on lock. I knew that me and Alice were going to be able to crush it. I just needed to know that like it was possible for me, Jordan, and System Saving as a business to be viable enough for me to go after the money. So Frank was able to showcase that to me through, again, case studies, through discussing my goals and being able to share how those could be met through their three-month opportunity, their program. And, you know, by the end of it, I was like, well, there's not anyone else that I would want to learn sponsorships from that I'm aware of. And so this just makes sense. So like, let's do it. Right. And, you know, we move forward in that container. And so it, uh, I think he took my card over the phone. If I don't remember. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he took my card over the phone and then he, uh, also had me state, I think it was like maybe six or seven different statements. Um, and this was interesting because it didn't, uh, it didn't feel uncomfortable to me at all. Like it felt like, oh, I get what you're doing because you want to make sure that I can't come back and say like, oh, this program didn't work for me. And yet I didn't show up for it. So like the statements were things like, you know, I promise to show up for a coaching call when I need help. Like I promise to, you know, hand in my assignments on the, their respective due dates in order to uh, get the feedback that I want. Those sorts of, of things, which I thought, I don't know if I would ever do per se. Well, one, because I don't necessarily do sales calls, but one, legally, that is very helpful for them. But secondly, it also... Like I'm having to verbally commit to this person that I'm going to show up and do my part, right? Because they're going to be available. They're going to have the coaches there. They're going to have the space to support me. And so like, do I really want to show up? Do I really want to do all the things? And that's the thing is I went to, I definitely did not go to a call every single week, but I went to the calls when I needed the support and same with Alice. And so again, what I loved about that, that sales experience was the fact that 
I was shown what was possible for me from people who were similar to me. And someone was patient enough to walk me through how the goals and results that I wanted, which are 150,000 in sponsorship dollars is possible and like broke it down. And it just made sense to me. And so we finished that three month container and we've secured our first potentially even second sponsor, which is very exciting. And I just am like, man, I'm so glad that we took the leap and said yes to that program. Um, it was a four figure investment. It was a high four figure investment, but it was um, it was really great. And again, it's about the confidence it really evoked in us. There was definitely some language and stuff like that that we had to learn. But overall, it just helped us with being confident in in what we were asking for and how we wanted to deliver for our sponsors. So, so yeah, that was awesome. Uh, another sales experience that was really positive for us was actually a software called HubSpot. And HubSpot is not a cheap software by any means at all. And we've had just such a delightful experience with their customer support, with their sales team, really breaking down and and sharing with us how we can utilize their software in the maximum amount possible. Now, I will admit I was on zero calls with HubSpot. Uh, My team member, Cole, was actually on all of the calls. (laughs) And but I could tell that they were great sales calls because she came back with very detailed and itemized emails and information about the experience. And actually she gave me the replay of one of the calls so I could rewatch it. And I could just tell how excited the salesperson was to have us come on board because we're very techie, right? So probably most people that come to HubSpot have no idea what the heck this guy is talking about, about segments and workflows and automation and affiliate tracking and data and zero party data and all this stuff. So you could just tell Andrew was giddy AF, like just so excited to have someone like Cole to bounce this stuff off of and to get meaty with it. And so it was super great. And the onboarding has been really great. There's been some discoveries, I will say that like, would have been nice to know (laughs) before we migrated over. I don't think it would have hindered us per se, but again, just would have been nice to know. But you don't know until you don't know, especially with HubSpot, which is a ginormous software. And so what I liked about HubSpot's process is, so they are, again, a software company, and they really worked out a great deal with us to where we could get a lot of experience inside of the software before we actually even had to pay for it and having onboarding hours. I think we had like 15 or something. And also just thinking through, okay, how should we migrate? Like, like basically how to go from, you ain't got nothing over here to, okay, we're 
you've got majority of your stuff moved over, right? So it's, um, it's been a really great process for us. And, you know, Cole on our team, she's not, um, she's not HubSpot certified. I don't remember if she told me if she's in house, she was ever in HubSpot before or not, but, uh, she took a leap, right? So I'm like telling her to step up to the plate and, learn basically an entirely new software and she's been awesome and will send me great looms of little joyful parts of the onboarding process that would make me happy to know uh but again I can't I can't be in HubSpot figuring it all out even though that would literally bring me so much joy because I have a company to run right and so she'll send me different loom videos and get me all excited but I wanted to share that experience too as someone who my team will take different sales calls for me and will do research and figure things out. And again, I can just tell the experience that Cole had that it was a really great sales experience because they were willing to show us how integrated we could become in HubSpot, how much of it we could use. That was our biggest hang up was everybody always says they don't use all the parts of HubSpot. Like, I will not be that person. We will not be that person. How do we avoid that? And they were like, well, first of all, you're saying these words. So we already know that you're going to be using like quite a bit of it to its full potential. And so that was what was really great. Is uh, you just really walked us through how we could utilize it and maximize it with what it is that we wanted to accomplish. So, you know, we've we've definitely taken that into our our own sales experiences and figured out ways to show people what's possible within our community, within our offers, within our events, all that good stuff. And then one of the last, not the last positive sales experience, but the last for this episode that I want to talk about is uh, High Ticket Hybrid with Mariah Cause and I share that one because it's uh, another program and it was a program that definitely changed the trajectory of my business. And I, so first things first, I was one of the first, I think 10 or 20 people to sign up for this program. And I will say there is, I don't want to say beginner's luck, but there is benefit to being one of the first inside of someone's container. Now, That's not to say that if you're the last or whatever, that it's negative. But again, I think there's just something about beginner's luck. So high ticket hybrid was a, and and things may have shifted, so please don't hold me to this, uh, was a 12 month program. And it was... I think 25k for the year, I think at the time. And it was basically the gist of it was building your own high ticket program without the need for sales calls. Because again, there's no knock on sales calls at all. I just have gotten good enough with sales that I don't have to be on a call. So came up with done in a day, launched it, made double my investment within the first month and really the rest is history and done in a day went on to become a multi-million dollar offer 
for us. So why I like the sales process was number one, I actually like when I am in a tighter container and because I'm the kind of person that will count myself out via price. And so, but if I'm able to sit on it, marinate it, move things around, then I'm able to figure it out. And that is not what I'm not saying what you need to do with your decisions and your life and your business. I'm a hundred percent strictly talking about my experience and how I see finances. So one thing was I did not know the price. I actually didn't know the price of any of the three sales experiences that I had now that I'm literally thinking about it. Um, Sponsorship collective. I didn't know beforehand. The HubSpot is a very like bespoke proposal process. So there was no way for me to know what it was going to cost us. And then Mariah cause I didn't know. So, uh, but once I found out, I was like $25,000. What is happening? Have I lost my entire mind and immediately went into like rejection mode. However, I talked to my husband and because, uh, we don't necessarily like determine what each other can spend money on, but we do discuss bigger investments. Um, cause I, you know, I respect his opinion. He respects mine. And we just, again, just want to make sure that our financial goals are all, you know, in line. So I spoke to him about it. He did think I was insane, but he also said, you know, if you really are thinking that this is going to help to bring in like the kind of clients and all that stuff that you want, then do what you got to do, even though I don't get it, (laughs) you know, do what you got to do. And so we had that conversation and I just was like, okay, let me dream. Let me just think like, what if, what if I join this program? What am I going to do to ensure that I'm successful with it? And for me, that was, okay, I'm going to launch this bad boy in like a month, month and a half and get it out there. Right. And so I spent my time literally mapping it out because I didn't have a group coaching program before I joined that program. It was going to help me to build it from the ground up, which was great. And so when I realized, you know, what, I'm going to do the work, like I have the capacity, like I have the drive, let's do this. And so again, she Signed me at 25K through the DM. So again, no sales call on that one. And, you know, I ended up investing in her for three years straight. So I think that it's some things I that are kind of overarching across all three are, again, I didn't know the price of any of them before I bought. And that, again, does not mean that you should hide your prices It's a very personal decision. It doesn't matter what you decide. As long as you can sleep well at night with the decision you make, that's all that matters. I'm a data person and that stood out to me was, oh, wow, I really did not know what the price was at all for any of them. And then secondly was that each person had to show me what was possible. And that's a very personalized, like, show me what's possible for my business and what we're trying to accomplish. And that's a very personal experience. And that's definitely what I like with 
sales experiences is that one-to-one attention. And then um, in general with all three, I liked that we could go at our own pace because I don't, what I don't like is I personally don't like drip content anything because it just slows down my vibe and also just in my experience is annoying. Like I like to be able to just roll through stuff and not have to, you know, answer questions after every video to make sure you know that I watched the video. It's like, okay, seriously, I just want to do what I want to do. And so I liked that all of them were very just go be great sort of scenarios. And then what I also liked was I didn't really feel any pressure per se. HubSpot was like, you know, this deal is going away. It's the end of the month, et cetera. And whatnot, but all of the rest of them like did not feel very pushy and intense to me. They felt very much like I'm gonna make a decision and either be in or out and that's like cool. That's just what it is what it is. So I share all those experiences because I think it's important for you to start thinking about the positive sales experiences you've had. If you've had any, what were they like? What happened? What similarities do they all have? How can you make sure that you're incorporating that into your own sales experience? All that good jazz. Because again, I think it's a good exercise to do because it's very easy for us to say all the things we hate about something, especially sales calls or sales experiences when really we've had good ones too. So that way we can improve on our sales uh, experiences based on, again, like what we have found to be super helpful in um, something that a way that we want people to actually feel on our sales experiences, right? All right, that is it for today's episode. I look forward to our next episode together. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for daily advice or LinkedIn if that's more of your jam. Let me know if anything resonated with you by DMing me or tagging me in stories.